This is episode eight of Almost Cooperstown, and this week we're going to be talking about the silver sluggers of the silver screen. Uh, we kind of wanted to take a look here at what was a surprising number of baseball movies throughout history. I was kind of surprised when we started digging out how many more than I thought there would be. And there there were not a lot of sports movies uh, up until the baseball movies started coming out. And we go back as far as uh, the first baseball movie in 1942, Pride of the Yankees, which all Yankee fans are love, but not a particularly good movie. And Gary Cooper wasn't particularly good at looking like a baseball player. But that's how it really started for baseball movies in popular culture. And it was just surprising, like going back there and being like, oh, yeah, there was that one. And there was just a pretty good number of them and pretty good number of not very great movies either. Isn't that the truth? In fact, there's a lot of bad baseball movies, actually. Um, but there are a lot of really good baseball players in these movies, stars, people that were they actually to have been baseball players, you probably want to have on your team. And I think also if you when we got kind of get into the movies more, you're going to notice there's a streak of them where about like four, like the five, four or five really good ones kind of all come out one after another. So I think that kind of helped elevate the general opinion of them. And, and there was just a, a real, and we'll talk about it, a, a real bunch of movies that were baseball movies and good ones that happened, like you know, in in about a twenty year period. You know, and and most of them were in that twenty. year And I don't know what was going on before baseball. You know, was still popular, but they weren't making movies about it. Certainly not to the degree they did. did. Yeah, and so we kind of just wanted to go through. We actually were able to get basically two teams of players together. Obviously, not all positionally, just because most baseball movies especially the more modern ones tend to focus on the pitcher just because it's easier to craft a narrative from that perspective. But you have enough that theoretically you could basically make a game here. And and obviously the movies are are not – often about baseball, the ins and outs of the technical parts of baseball, their love stories or situations, uh, things of that nature that the characters may be a really good baseball player and that's important to the story, but it's not what the story's about. And all the players we're going to be talking about are all they're not necessarily fictional people, but they all were not actual major league baseball players. So that, you know, we're not going to be talking about Lou Gehrig and Pride of the Yankees because it's kind of boring. Yeah, if you could put together a team from all of those historical documentaries and it'd be pretty good. But of course it would be good. There's right. a so fun in that. We're not going to talk about, you know, Jackie Robinson in the 42 because that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but Maris in 61. Exactly, exactly. And uh, even even Eight Men Out, which is another one of my, you know, favorite baseball movies. Uh, that's about real people. So this is about the fictional baseball players. Exactly. So why don't uh, – why don't I'll start and uh, I had to go back to the the first baseball movie I could find uh, that happened after Pride of the Yankees uh, in 1949 directed by Busby Berkeley um, and it's called Take Me Out to the Ball Game and and the players were not fantastic players but it, they were played Dennis Ryan and Eddie O'Brien by Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly so and, I I kind of like it right there because right there you know this movie is not going to be about baseball <laughs> could you imagine and I didn't see the movie you know you didn't see the movie but just thinking about dancer Gene Kelly and singer Frank Sinatra playing baseball. Can't imagine this. I mean, I know what supposedly what the movie is about is that what they really want to do is star in vaudeville stuff. (laughs) They don't want to play baseball. And so the whole movie is them trying to figure out how to do that and get into a show. So they're supposed to be pretty good from what I understand in the movie, but obviously it's about the singing and dancing if you've got Sinatra and Kelly. But we put those two guys on our team simply just for the you know, value of having them be played by those. Plus, that they would have fans. an amazing seventh inning stretch. <laughs> Great song. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
Um, how about another old one, also from that year? Uh, mm-hmm. It happens every spring. I I did not really know this movie. I, like I'd heard the title, but I knew nothing about it. And and Ray Milland played the player, a uh, fictional player, King Kelly, who was a big baseball star. So King Kelly is a star. I want him on my team because he was reputed to be a fabulous. Yeah, player. he's actually supposed to be like a star player in this movie. It's a kind of a big deal. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then I'll, I'll do the last sort of older one. So. This started the, in 1973, Bang the Drum Slowly uh, came out. And the pitcher, uh, a guy named Henry Wiggin was the character's name, played by Michael Moriarty, uh, is helping uh, his catcher, who is a, sort of a slow, you know, thinking guy, played by Robert De Niro, one of his first movies. Uh, and basically, this is a very sad story because De Niro's character gets cancer. And uh, it's, it's just a very sad, famous now, baseball movie, but Henry Wiggin is a star pitcher, and that, again, is why. You're kind of starting to put together an actual, you know, kind of group there. And I think that if you move into the next movie, this one's such a hard one to talk about because I don't particularly much care for this movie. But undoubtedly, if he was a player, he would have been amazing, and that would be Roy Hobbs in The Natural, played by Robert Redford. He was a right fielder, wasn't he? I yeah, think. batted lefty. Because, I mean – most of that movie really isn't a baseball movie. Like the amount of baseball being played in that movie is actually pretty limited. They they did some really cool things. I like the whole New York Knights thing. I think Wilfred Brimley was the manager with the and the final scene where he hits the home run into the light and you get the lights exploding. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, my friend Michael Burkham was saying, you know, that scene, the whole movie comes down to that one scene where the ball crashes the lights and the things go shooting and it was very beautifully shot cinematography wise. Uh, so that's kind of it's it's a it's a fable, you know, mm. and it's a ma- it's a magical thing. And I can understand why you don't like it, uh, but I thought Redford actually gave. It, a pretty good account of himself yeah. as a baseball And it's player. not a bad movie. It's just as a baseball movie. It's a flawed movie, though. Yeah. I won't get into the plot, um, but that, that's part of the problem with that particular movie. Uh, and then we go, okay, so that's that's 1984 is when yeah. The Natural But this is out. where you start the streak. Because even right. if like, maybe I don't personally care for The Natural that much, it's still a good movie. And it's an important movie. And, and the, the author, the book, uh, Bernard Malamud is the author. Very good writer. And this was it brought to life. He didn't see a lot of his stories brought to life. So I think that kind of made a, a fun a fun story for that but matter. this that's where the streak starts because then next i think in 85 right uh 89 89 the, the, the 89 you're gonna have uh your your bull durham yeah bull durham. i mean and i think pretty much any baseball fan is gonna have that up there as one of the all-time great baseball it's movies. my favorite baseball movie and i think as much because uh Ron Shelton and, and everything that they did, the director, um, was about making it as real as they could make it real, given the circumstances. It felt like that could have happened. Yeah, there was some wild stuff going on. And by the way, it was Tim Robbins' first movie. Uh, I, I didn't know that until I looked at it. And and Nuke Lelouch, you know, great character, great name, all, all, all of that. But he look, watching him pitch was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. To think that he could throw the ball 95 miles an hour uh, with, with that delivery just didn't add up for me. Because no, Costner was able to play the role of Crash Davis pretty well. Like, you you could believe or at least, you know, suspend your disbelief that, yeah, he was a baseball player. Yeah, the, the whole thing about playing in the show, right? That's something that wasn't something that I knew as a fan as much that that's what the players called playing, going to the show. And they carry your bags for you and you get, you know, all the meals. And he was just talking about his cup of coffee in the major leagues to these other minor league players because he's a 35-year-old. You know, the distinction he had was he was trying to break the all-time minor league record for home runs which is kind of pathetic 
You know, that's not the best record to have. You know, it's 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 a bittersweet record at the very best. Yeah. So, uh, but as as a baseball movie, and there are you know there are a lot of things about that movie that make it great, including Susan Sarandon. Um, but Crash Davis, you know, the character, you know, he could play for my team. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, and how about the next one? Also uh, coming out the, the uh, one year after. Uh, so, so Bull Durham was eighty eight. Okay, my 88, mistake. 88. 88. Major League was in 89. So you got Bull Durham with Major League back to back to it. And Major League is just chock full of characters you could theoretically take for your team. You could call them caricatures, actually. Yeah, to yes, a certain that too. <laughs> um, the, you know, some of the portrayals were a little, you know, stereotypical. But, you know, my favorite character in the movie. And, and maybe I guess he wasn't as a great player. He had some good streaks for the Indians. Um, was Pedro Serrano. Uh, and obviously the whole thing with Jubu and him going on the you know, hitless streak. And then he finally complains to Jubu that he's going to do it for himself. And then he hits the, game, the winning home run that gets the Indians into the World Series. And the Indians, to that point, before this movie happened, really weren't any good, as bad as the movie depicts them. And that was before they opened Jacobs Field. And then the Indians started going to the World Series in the mid-90s. They still haven't won one since 1948. But they've been been a few times. And that sort of reignited baseball to a certain degree in Cleveland, giving them pride about their team for a fictional team. And and you could even say that Jubu and Pedro Serrano's character has kind of reverberated farther than just that movie because you look back to the World Baseball Classic a couple years ago and you had Team Israel – you know, doing the stuff on the bench with the bench on the bench. And so, you know, they inspired I, by Jubu. And, yeah, clearly. And it's like that, the kind of the joke of like having a little idol on the bench that everybody is, you know, praying for the good luck for. It's just kind of cool that like you can see how that movie, people have seen it and internalized that character as being something important to them. So another baseball movie that came out that same year, 1989, uh, was Field of Dreams. And it's kind of interesting that Costner, who had just done uh, Bull Durham, was convinced to do Field of Dreams because they were released in consecutive years. And I didn't really think of that, you know. But they could get him to do two baseball movies. He's like, I don't know that I want to do that. But he really liked the story of Field of Dreams and and obviously bought in. Uh, So which player do you think, you know, because no, you have to pick a fictional player because Field of Dreams had all the eight men out. It had Joe Jackson. And and that's what the movie's about to a certain degree. So so much in the same way he was given a chance in Field of Dreams, we're going to give him a chance here. Okay. And that's Moonlight Graham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he only had an at bat in the major leagues. One at bat. Just one. And just that that movie for baseball. I think for if you are a baseball fan, that movie is something special. I think if you do not if you're not a baseball fan, you probably watch that movie and go, I don't get it. It's not supposed to be real. It's no. a fable. There's so many magical things that go on there. And, and James Earl Jones is fantastic. But the scene, you know, at, at the uh, when Moonlight Graham gets, you know, and he hits a sacrifice fly. So doesn't he even does, get a hit. He doesn't even get a hit. He hits a sacrifice fly, and the runner tags on third, and he scores, and and he runs off the field, and he tips his cap to the pitcher, and then he's he he goes through the whole thing where he saves the girl, and he comes. Burt Lancaster's last movie crosses the line, saves the girl who's choking or whatnot, and, and as he walks away, Ray Liotta, who's playing uh, Joe Jackson, goes, "Hey, hey, kid! I don't know if it was hey, kid. You were good." And just that you were good gave me chills. It still gives me chills to think about that because to have be acknowledged for that, by that the acknowledgement in the world and that was what fictional it was circumstance all about. Was, was I that, don't know. As a baseball fan, that really got to me. I mean, because that's what it's about. Is it's about that acknowledgement. But there. Uh, yeah, it's amazing that uh, Costner did both of those movies. Uh, you know, back to back. 
So um, a movie that I did not see, but I put in there because the player is really good. Uh, Talent for the Game came out in 1991. Did you see this movie? I have not seen this movie. Apparently, Edward James almost was in the movie hmm. uh, and Lorraine Bracco. And it had $336,000 in total sales, which even for that time was was not. Very no, that, that is not what you would call a strong uh, so Sam, I'd say opening or even performance. So. No, Sammy Bodine uh, was the star player that played by Jeff Car- Corbett that um, was the guy that we're going to have in there because he's a, a great fictional baseball player. Mm-hmm. And I think the next one, while this is another one, kind of like Moonlight Graham, yeah, but a little right. bit different because unlike the rest of them, she was a real baseball player, but she never played in the major leagues. And that would be Dottie. Hinson from the League of Their Own. Dottie Hinson. So Gina Davis, great role, right? So this is 1992. And her ability, like they would peg the ball across at her and she would just stick her hand up without a mitt and catch it. And she did that a few different times in that movie because she was just so, it was just a great bit of the movie itself. There's a lot of unrealistic things in that movie, but at the same time, it is such a celebration of baseball that you really can, you can just look past any of the the minor nitpicks you could theoretically have. But as a player, she was the best player in the league. She was a legitimately good player. And her sister was the pitcher uh, and they had a whole, they made a whole backstory and I don't know if that actually happened or not, not, but it was definitely, uh, her her prowess was, you know, the star player of that league at that in that year. Definitely. Um, so here's another good one because this is a movie that uh, Tom Selleck starred in, um, Mr. Baseball. Tom Selleck's a big baseball fan. But we're not picking Tom Selleck no. because there's a much better choice from this movie. Right, right. So here's a really strange because the fictional player we want, um, a guy's name is Ricky Davis, was played by a Hall of Famer. Yes. Frank Thomas plays plays the young phenom Ricky Davis. So you very have, young Frank Thomas. So you have actually Frank Thomas on this team now. And we all know he's actually very good at baseball. So he's going to be the best player by far <laughs> on our team for sure. Um, and then a movie you liked, I'm sure you saw a few times, Rookie of the Year. Uh, I mean – because it's every 12-year-old's dream. You know, somehow he has – like, it'll never make sense. You break your arm and you have the freak reconstruction that somehow now your arm heals in such a way that you could throw 90-plus miles an hour. And if I'm not mistaken, he was pitching for the Cubs, right? He's pitching, And he's pitching against the Mets. Oh, and, I, and I, that was, I don't remember. The, the, big, the big thing is he gets out – I, I want to say their slugger's name was Hedo. And like he's he in his first appearance, he gives up a home run to him, and he's like this big, fat, ugly guy. And in the final game, when he doesn't have he like his arm is healed the way it's supposed to, so he's just a regular twelve year old at this point. And he has to get them out like with tricks and stuff, yeah. like like and pick, he, he gets them off first. Frozen, bo- uh, yeah, uh, yeah hidden ball, ball trick. trick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then he strikes out Hedda with his nothingness, and they win, and they win, and the Cubs win. Right, but right. It's a total you know wish fulfillment of a twelve year old. But that's why I liked it as a kid. Yeah, and, and it hadn't been done before, so. You know, that's what made it a fun movie. That was 1993. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, uh, a movie I know we both love. I, I kind of, I think I turned you onto this movie. And, and most people haven't seen this movie. 1994, a movie called The Scout. This is a great movie. And I feel like more people, I think baseball people probably have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, 100% worth watching. So uh, George Steinbrenner makes an a appearance in this particular movie mm-hmm. uh, but the movie stars Kong as he was named by Albert Brooks plays a, a down and out scout uh, on his lucky he goes to Mexico to find Kong right the the killer baseball player of all time and he finds uh, Brendan Fraser, who's playing Steve Nebraska and Steve Nebraska is just a total space cadet he is just 
Like, he is barely there most of the movie. Has no idea how to function as a human being in society, but can throw the ball... Like, 100-plus miles And an hit hour. home runs yeah. every time up and all that. He can do everything on the baseball field. And the, and, and, the, and he's playing, like, in the Mex, in the Mexican League. And they after the game, they're carrying him off the field, cheering for him. He has no idea what they're saying because he doesn't speak any Spanish. <laughs> so. Just total. But, like, the, 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 best, the best part of that movie is the line that uh, he drops when he, they're talking about the percentage that he makes. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Albert Brooks, you know, is is you know trying to console him at some point, and it's near the end of the movie, um, and he says to him, "Well, I'm just a guy making fifteen percent." And, and Steve Nebraska just looks at him, and like the best part about this is he has been a total space kid at the whole movie, and he just goes, "I thought it was ten. So like that's the one thing that he's been paying attention, like the one thing that he remembers and picks up on is the day. guy's not lucid in any way except for that thing, <laughs> except for that one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he ends up um, flying into. Yankee Stadium on a helicopter in the World Series for his first game with Bob Costas doing the announcing. Because he has like a panic attack and right, he freaks right. out right before the game goes off. And they drop him off on the pitcher's mound and then he proceeds to start pitching the game. I think that's how the movie closes. Yep. So really good movie. If you haven't seen it, recommend it highly. Uh, go ahead. So this next player... He's not really a player, but you're 100% taking him because I'm pretty sure he would let your team win even if it was eight versus nine. And that would be Roger Bonman or Bowman yeah. from Angels in the Outfield. Because if you pick the kid, you do get all the angels in the outfield. And that is a big advantage. That is also 1994. So you know, all these baseball movies. And yeah, you really like that movie. Danny Glover? Danny Glover. Yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the kid. It was a weird movie. It wasn't a particularly good movie, but the premise was kind of amusing. Tony Danza, I think, pay, played an aging pitcher in that movie. I, I think he was in that movie. I think you're definitely right on that. Tony Danza, oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> Um, and then we go from what is perhaps one of the more milquetoast family comedies in yes, Angel in the Fair. Outfield to the most dramatic movie on this list probably. And maybe the only – no, no. There are some other R-rated, but the only R-rated drama like this certainly. And that's The Fan. That was a disturbing movie. <laughs> Creepy movie. But Wesley Snipes, who was also Willie Mays Hayes, yes. plays – uh, Bobby Rayburn, and he's supposed to be a super. He's a superstar. superstar. Although I liked his line in, in Major League, you know, uh, run like Hayes, hit like Mays. I mean, that, how, what's better? And than that, that was a that was a young Wesley Snipes. That was that a movie. young Wesley Snipes. Yes, uh, that was that, his performance there. Honorable mention, certainly, uh, you know, for for that movie. But yeah, his his player was a much better player as a performer. Bobby Rayburn in the fan. That was the whole premise of the movie that he was the star. Mm-hmm. Um. Another so, movie that I, I maybe I saw part of it, uh, uh, starring Matt LeBlanc. I think right there, the fact that it's a mid '90s <laughs> movie starring Matt LeBlanc kind of tells you the viewership that this was probably going to get. So it was called Ed. Yeah, not Mr. Ed, by the way. That's a just different Ed. <laughs> Ed. He played Jack Cooper. He played so, so a big star, Jack Cooper. So because he was a big star, you know, he's included in our list of movies. Not a particularly good. Well, actually, a. Pretty bad movie. A bad movie. Not a great movie. But But the next next movie, though, the next movie, I feel like this is one of those movies where even though I know it's not particularly great, I just can't help but love it. And that's For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. Another baseball movie from Mr. Costner. Yeah, he's 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 good at those. And yeah, Billy Chapman was a star pitcher. Uh and he's this is this is his sort of, you know, last, last chance. Yes. Uh and it's, it's sort of a sad, you know, melancholy type movie, but I really like that movie the, too. The, I mean, the whole movie is the triumph of him throwing that that game, that final amazing performance because it's a love letter to his own career in a lot of sense and him saying, "No, I was still here. I was good." 
Yeah, and he did that movie. That was 1999, so you're talking 11. So he did three baseball movies basically in 11 or 12 years. And uh, so, But that's really interestingly, that movie kind of marks the end of it. Yeah. Like you have – that movie comes out in 99. So you had from The Natural in 84 till uh, – for yeah. the love of the game in 99, you had like 14 movies there. That's the vast majority of the movies were released in that like 15-year period. With Where fictional players certainly were a, certainly. A, a big part of it. Because, you know, after that, there's a couple of more forgettable movies. One called Mr. 3000, uh, starring the late Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. And, and Stan Ross, who he played in that movie, was a very good player. He was trying to get his 3000th hit. And considering when that was made... It was at a time where that was still a little more highly valued. Interesting premise. Not sure if Bernie Mac would have been my choice because now you're saying it's going to be a comedy by having Bernie Mac. So you're not trying to be anything other than And you're and certainly not bringing on Bernie Mac for his athletic talent in no, that I, I, I would think not. Uh, and then the other one is Sandlot 3 because the player was a star. Um, and we kind of just have to give the Sandlot yeah, some represent because like, at least in this case where you have Luke Perry playing Tommy Santa Santa, The late Luke Perry, oddly yeah. enough. Like at least he's like – He's supposed to be a superstar right, in this right. movie. That was kind of the problem we had with doing like the bad news bears is they're not supposed to be good. So right. like nobody in that movie is supposed to be good at baseball. So how do you pick them for this? Yeah, that was not one on my list. I never liked that movie. I thought it was a silly movie when it came out. And I mean, it's the same way. There was that uh, 2004 movie about baseball, the bench warmers, which oh, was yeah. like John Hader and David Spade. But they're all playing like literal man children in yeah, that movie. Adam Sandler was the producer. So yeah, you shouldn't you, you, really be all that You kind of know what you're getting with that movie so you, you know you have a bunch of other movies but they are talking like Moneyball, right that's about real players which uh, is probably of the baseball movies one of the best ones yeah certainly absolutely uh more recently you had the clint eastwood movie trouble with the curve that had amy adams in it so there's a redeeming quality well, of that movie I, what's funny is i always kind of conflate that movie a little bit with million dollar arm that had john hannett because they're, they're very similar that's premises yeah they're kind of feeling the, the same it's, it's about yeah. the, it's more about the people that are it's it's like the agent or the scout actually because about these people going out and finding these unknown players basically right 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 and and obviously billy crystal 61 is just a really really good baseball movie i i I know a lot of yankee fans will smile to hear me say that as a met fan but i think it's just really well done and um i think it's something that you know any baseball fan that should be one on your list and then there are movies that have baseball in them but it's really not about baseball like keanu reeves did that movie back in 2001 hardball where he's coaching like a little league team like yeah baseball is in that movie and it's a theoretical big part of that movie that's not what that movie is about at all yeah and and something called the perfect game came out in 2010 uh so Cheech Marin is, you know, the, the big star of that movie. So this is not going to be – Cheech and Chong is not going to probably end up being a very serious baseball movie. I, I would be but. shocked if it was, especially <laughs> especially that like they're directing it and maybe they were trying to do something serious. He was starring in it. So you know it's going to be at least a little goofy. So I, I don't know if there will be another spate of baseball movies uh, right now because I, you can't really do a, a real story about the major league game while these players are playing because they're never going to do that. It's always going to have to be something retrospective. And I don't know if you'll really see a major league honest inside story movie because we've seen you know, Bull Durham does it for the minor leagues. Why can't we do it in the major league level? It's interesting to me. I think it's just hard because unless you're going to have – like. 
baseball in and of itself, I think, is a dramatic enough game. But I think most people just don't feel like there's enough stakes in a sports movie if it's just about the ebbs and flow of a singular season. You need some kind of larger, more serious, dramatic thread to kind of keep people's interest. And so I think unless you can get that kind of story, it's going to be tough to do another movie. I think you'd be more likely to get a movie about a fictional character because mm. it's easier to create those kinds of storylines for people to follow. All right. So how, there's been a few movies about Babe Ruth. I think John Goodman did one most recently where he played the Babe and the larger than life persona yeah. and all that. Kind of, it just wasn't a great movie. I, I don't know. I don't know what the next great baseball movie will be. I mean, then there are movies that are even they have they feature baseball, but it's like Fever Pitch. It, baseball is a, I like that movie. Though. It's a great movie, <laughs> and baseball is a huge part of that movie. That's a good. Point. And I think I think maybe you could start having more. I think like Field of Dreams, some of the best movies are not necessarily about the players, but about the people's relationship with the game and how they interact with it throughout their life. And I think you could definitely make a movie in that vein that would be really good. So the, the concept for this show actually comes from one of our listeners, uh, uh, a gentleman I've known for a long time, Lee Mark Stein. So thank you for suggesting, hey, you could do something like this. And, uh, you know, if you have a suggestion for a topic on the show, you know, obviously we're listening to our audience, so we'll consider it. Yeah, we'd love to hear them. But uh, next week, barring any crazy news that's coming out and something we're all hoping not to hear, but barring anything that's saying anything about the season not happening, we are going to go with our uh, season preview, true season preview, breaking down some of the teams next Are week. we going to make picks ourselves? I, I'd like to. I think it'd be more fun. So we're going to go on the record then and say who we're, we're choosing. Who we're choosing. Yeah, we'll pick a World Series champion next week. I will do that. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter at AlmostCoop and tell your friends.